Welcome to the Rise with Rose podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking to you about how asking the right questions gave me all of the answers that I needed. So I want to talk to you about my personal relationship, my intimate relationship, and the struggles that I was going through when I got into PMDD with my partner. A lot of times, um, it was the little things, right? And we always talk about this is that it's not so much about the big things that your partner may do or the things that you may do. It is the little things. So my partner has a habit of asking me certain questions and just regular general questions. And I noticed that when I was in PMDD, it would really trigger him asking me questions. Um, He would say, how, or what do you, no, the most basic one or the most common one is what are you going to do for the rest of the day? And I, I'm not a planner. He's a very structured person. He's someone who gets up in the morning and has like a to-do list of everything that he's going to accomplish for the day. He's an Enneagram one. I'm an Enneagram seven. I don't do that. I normally just take the day as it goes. I will have a listing of things that I need to do, but I'm definitely not putting them in order. Um, And I'm not making a hard time for them. So I remember on my personal development journey that there was this thing called time blocking. And everyone was saying how efficient it was to time block out your whole day. I even downloaded the app. I think I paid for it. I hope I canceled that prescription or that um, subscription, but It's basically accounting for every single hour of your day. And I really believe for people who have those um, Enneagram One personalities where they're very structured, that probably works very well for them. People who like lots and lots of lists um, with timelines and things. For me, specifically when I'm in PMDD, I can't deal. Even when I'm outside of PMDD, not not a fan of it, but definitely not when I'm in PMDD. So every single month he would do the same thing. We would talk on the phone and then he would say, what are you gonna do for the rest of the day? And I would just be like, why are you asking me that? And I think that my reluctance to answering the question was a trigger for him. So he's had infidelity in his past. Um, and it, that's one of the triggers for him where you kind of get really secretive or you avoid answering the question. So we were basically triggering each other. I, he was triggering me by answering the question and I was triggering him by not wanting to answer the question. And so after a couple of months of that, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna get to the root of why him asking me that question and questions like that is such a trigger for me and a turning point. Um, already with PMDD, there's, you get really irritable anyway. So like, if you tell somebody to not do something and they continue to do it, it's like, come on. So, and the reason why I felt the need to go that deep into it is because it's something that he commonly does. And I know for sure that when, um, I'm not in PMDD, he asked me and I'm just like, I don't know. Like, I'm always like, I don't know what I'm gonna do for the rest of the day and and it doesn't bother me, right? I'm just 
stating that I that like I never have an answer, but he always has the question. So obviously that's a thing for him. We are long distance at the time. So I have to take that into account that it's not like he's gonna see me at the end of every day. And so him asking me this question probably meant something bigger. So this is something that I've used with my clients that I really wanna share with you today, specifically for when you're in PMDD. So what I had to ask myself first are a series of questions and it's only three questions. And this is three questions that you can customize and use to your benefit. So the first thing that I asked was, what do I believe about my partner right now? When he was asking me those questions, when he was triggering me, what is it that I believe is going on? And what my answer was, I believe that my partner is trying to take away my freedom. When I'm in PMDD, he gets really clingy and asks too many questions that feels like he's taking away my ability to be free and do what I want anytime I want. I value freedom and I feel like he is threatening that by being clingy and, and asking too many questions. So now that I just got it out, I just said, what did it like? What is the root cause of why it really bothers me? I think it's so important to really go there. And it may not be something that your partner wants to hear, or it may not even be something that you want to admit to, but you really have to ask those hard questions to figure out what is it that you really think is going on right now? Because so many times when we get into these disagreements with our, our partners, they're seeing things one way, you're seeing them another way. And everyone is believing the story that they have in their mind, but they're not sharing it with the person. So the person can't even give you the reality of the situation and tell you, no, this is really what I'm thinking, or I would really believe things this way, because no one wants to say the ugly thoughts that are in their mind about their partner, specifically when you're in PMDD, because I tend to think that there's no filter, right? Um, when I'm not irritable, when I'm not filled with all of these things that PMDD causes, a lot of things that my partner does is seen through the eyes of this, just love and adoration. And, and I kind of just, it doesn't bother me. I see it, it's there, it's consistent, but I'm just like, oh, that's fine. Like I overlook it and it's just, it's a different lens. When I'm in PMDD, it's almost like my radar is up and I'm scanning the perimeter for something to be wrong and something to be said, like I'm very defensive because I feel like it's about to happen, you know? So when I asked myself that question of what do I believe about my partner right now? And basically it was that he's taking away my freedom. He's trying to take away my freedom. He's being clingy, asking too many questions and he's trying to take away something that I value. The next question. How much of that belief is true? So this one was a really hard one for me because I had to separate my thoughts, my feelings and emotions about my answer, about what I thought was going on. And I really had to say, okay, taking myself out of it, taking PMDD out of it, taking everything, just separating everything. What is true? And I felt myself literally, the tension that I had in my shoulders, literally just my shoulders dropped and I felt myself get really compassionate because 
when I'm in PMDD, it's really hard for me to be compassionate. I, I don't know. I don't feel bad about things. Like the ego is very high. Therefore, I, I just, I'll, I'm not as caring and compassionate in a sense of making sure that the other person's feelings are okay. I kind of don't have a filter. I'm kind of just like, oh, they'll be all right. Like, that's how I feel. I'm not sure why. But when I really answered the question about how much of that belief is true about him taking away my freedom, my answer was, it's true that my partner asked me questions while I'm in PMDD, right? So that's, that's a fact. That's true. He also asked me the same questions when I'm not experiencing PMDD and it doesn't trigger me. So that part led me to believe that he's not the problem. That's when I had to take a big slice of humble pie because with this asking questions, I always assumed and acted on the premise that he was the problem. I just thought if he would stop asking the questions, we wouldn't have the issues. Like it's very simple. Don't ask me what I'm doing for the rest of the evening. But in reality, if it only triggers me when I'm in PMDD and I don't mind him doing it when I'm not in PMDD, then it's not his fault because I've created an environment where I allow it. I actually appreciate it um, when I'm not in PMDD. So I went further into what is true. And I said, he asked me questions because we are in a long distance relationship and he likes knowing what I'm doing because he misses me. He wants to be experiencing life with me, but when he can't, it's comforting to him to know what it is that I'm doing. When I realized that, I felt horrible. I felt horrible that I was attacking him chastising him, making him feel like there was something wrong with him asking me questions when in reality, he just wanted to be around me and he just missed me. And he wanted to ask his partner, what are you gonna be doing for the rest of the evening? No threat of taking away my freedom, no telling me that I'm gonna sit in a corner and I have to stay there, none of that. So then now I was at a point where I'm like, okay, I need to do something about this um, in order to fix it and to get us back to a healthy place where he can get comfort by asking me the questions, but I don't get triggered and react harshly and then regret it later. So the third and final question that you can use for your own situation is how can I focus on the truth instead of the lie? So what I discovered was a way that I could focus on the fact that my, on the truth was that I could focus on the fact that my partner misses me. And instead of him taking away my freedom, I'm realizing that it's difficult for us to be apart. And that's because he loves and adores me. So personally, I waited so long to have a partner who unconditionally loves and adores me and desires and wants to know how I'm feeling, how my day is going. Those questions are genuinely proof that I have everything that I've ever wanted in a partner. And I'm grateful that he cares enough 
to ask questions, to show that he misses me and longs to be with me. Reframing my mind into really asking myself, how can I focus on what is true instead of focusing on the lie that my mind was telling me? He never wants to take away my freedom. That's actually one of the things that I believe that he loves the most about me is that I am a free spirit because I've always been that way since we met and he was so attracted to that. And I don't think that he wants to change me. And certainly proof of that is not him asking me, what am I gonna do for the rest of the evening? But I'm gonna tell you when you're in PMDD, it can get very convincing once you latch on to that belief. Um, and I'll talk about that in another episode, but when we go into what it is that we believe, if we hold on to that belief so much that we literally think it's true, then we're just gonna be putting ourselves in different situations and looking for that to like prove that that's what he's really thinking like that's what used to happen to me is I used to, <laughs> everything that he did was proving that he wanted to take away my freedom, right? Like, because I believed it so strongly that that was the reason why he was asking the questions, then I thought everything that he did was supporting taking away my freedom. And when I went back to really think about why my freedom meant so much to me, that was actually linked to my childhood trauma of being in a house where I felt like I was being abused and I couldn't leave. There was no way for me to get out of that situation and I felt stuck. And I really believe that once I left the house, that, that abusive environment, that I would never go back into something that would cause me to feel stuck and not be able to be myself. I never had that opportunity growing up where it was just the safe place to be myself, to be free. And I think that's why I have such a youthful air about me now as an adult, because I'm finally being able to create the space that I didn't have as a child to be free, to not be judged, for someone to not think that there's something wrong with me because I do things differently. With my daughter, I embrace her individuality and not putting her in a box so much because I know what it feels like for people to look at you differently because you're different, right? I grew up in a household where there was biological children, foster children, and adopted children. And putting children in those boxes at such a young age and feeling and seeing the, the differentiation with the amount of love that was given, the amount of care that was given, the amount of concern and, and even mentioning the differences was very psychologically damaging because me being adopted was not something that I could change. It wasn't something that I asked for. It was kind of something that I was stuck with. So as I got older, I realized that I like to be free on my schedule. I like to be free to do whatever I want because I was never given that opportunity growing up. And I think it's so important with really discovering who we are 
And I want to stay on that journey. I will stay on that journey because when you're on a journey of accepting yourself, of allowing yourself to be free, you learn so much about yourself. And in this instance, I needed to ask myself those questions to really ground me and to recognize that my partner is not trying to take anything away from me. He's actually embracing who I am. And so the questions that I want to ask you to think about with your partner, specifically while you're in PMDD, when emotions may be high, when intrusive thoughts come in, when disassociation comes in, when all of these things happen, I want you to really think about what do you believe about your partner in those moments? When you start having negative thoughts about your partner, when you start seeing them differently, I know what it feels like to look at your partner and they just look differently to you. They, they're acting differently to you. When in reality, they could be doing the same exact thing that they always do, but your view of them is so distorted that you just like, it, it almost gives you permission to treat them differently because you look at them through the lens of disgust at times and with a lack of compassion. And I want you to really think about, number one, what do you believe about your partner right now? Really take time to not only think about it, but write it down. And then I also want you to write down what is true. What is the true? What is the, how much of that belief is true, right? Because so many times we wanna hold on to, I know they're doing this. I know they're doing this for this reason. I know, I know, I know. I know, I know, I know. But really think about that. Is that true? Could that really be the reason why they're doing what they're doing? I've been in situations where I've been able to just ask my partner, hey, what is the reason why you're doing this? And then they'll tell me, oh, I'm doing it because I miss you, blah, blah, blah. And I feel so enlightened. I don't want to say dumb because that sounds super negative, but I feel so enlightened that, man, it's almost beneficial for you to ask your partner their intentions versus you assuming them, right? If you ask them, what, what is the reason behind you doing this? And they tell you that it's something that's actually pure, then it actually takes down that threat that you built up in your mind of what you really think that they're doing it for. And it allows you to look at them with a lot more compassion. And then you'll wanna make that third question, which is, how can I focus on the truth instead of the lie? And every single time that you ask this question, it's gonna be scenario based. So in any situation that you have, you can rinse and repeat this over and over again. How can I focus on the truth? Now that I know the truth, based off of the, the second question, how can I focus on that instead of the lie that my mind is telling me about my partner? Because when you create a gateway and opening to leaning in to what's true and their true intentions, it's literally going to change your mood and your emotions towards them instantaneously. I'm telling you because I've done it myself. It's like when you let go 
of the thing that's creating a bridge in between you and your partner, the closeness just falls into place. So, so many times I have wanted to hold on tight to the lie and know, and we've gone through arguments that are exhausting for hours on end and days. And because even after the argument, I'm still believing that I know I'm right about this. And I know we've all been there where it's kind of like, I'm not backing down because I'm, I'm absolutely sure that this is the thing, but it's all because we never asked ourselves the question. And you don't really get clarity on what is true until you really ask yourself that because it's kind of taking yourself out of your emotions, out of everything that you're feeling, almost out of that PMDD brain because you're having to focus in on the facts. I find that when you focus in on what is factual, not how you're feeling, but what are the facts and you write that down, you'll have different feelings because you're, you're gonna be looking at things that are actually true. So feelings and facts both matter, but your feelings have to be based off of actual facts, not facts that are built off of false feelings. So many times that's the order that we put them in. We have false feelings and we tell ourselves that these are the facts. You need to start with the facts and then translate the facts into feelings. And that's a way that you can allow whatever emotions that you're having to work with you instead of against you, to cause you to be moving closer to your partner instead of moving further away. Because at the end of the day, you're not going to get any clarity, any more peace, any more harmony with your intimate relationship if you're constantly believing the lies and you're holding on to that negative belief. You're constantly going to see your partner in a distorted way, and it's literally going to create a wall between the two of you. So I hope that these questions help you ask them in your life so that you can see your life and your partner for who they truly are, specifically while you're in PMDD. You've got this.